Hey there, I'm Paul Lighting. You're listening to L.O. Governor, the podcast. Welcome to another episode of Hello Governor the Podcast. I'm Abdullah. And I'm Sam. And I know, I know, I know, it's been, what was it, a month since we last recorded, but again, life happens and we can't, um, we can't get together and talk about, uh, stuff like we used to because, well... We are on a secret task to annihilate the inner de- the inner demons from the underworld. So we ended up becoming like vampire hunters and shit. It's kind of tiring. Now I think that, um, like, I'm just gonna be honest. Like when when you're when you're like at my age, when when you hit, like I think when you hit, um, what was it, um, uh, your mid twenties or late twenties, you you start to you know realize that oh yeah shit I gotta start taking care of myself and. I got to start to think about other stuff that's not um you know bullshit. So it's it's just it's uh it's crazy. And if I if I don't sound like 100% in this episode, I apologize. It's like 8 in the morning my time. So I'm not going to be like 100%, but I'm going to try to try to um to to keep this podcast going as long as I can cuz you know, it's been a while, and you know, I'm I'm gonna be rusty. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I think it's been a month since uh, we last recorded an episode. So, and I, I once again I apologize for the audio quality in that last episode. That audio quality in that last episode was awful, and it won't happen again. I'm gonna try and uh, make the audio. Uh, I, I'm gonna try to make the audio listenable. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, uh, mostly SummerSlam related, but before we get to that, I just want to say rest in peace to Jack Riley, voice of Stu Pickles, wonderful actor, yeah. uh, he was great on the Bob Newhart show, and uh, it's a shame he's no longer with us. Yeah, first, yeah, we will no longer f- wake up four in the morning making chocolate pudding, losing control of our lives. <laughs> he was always... A good, it was always a good father to the babies who keep on doing a lot of crazy trouble shit. You know what I I'm liked sorry about that, that... you know what I actually liked about Stu a lot is that he actually had a character instead of just being a bumbling father. He actually had the, the whole inventor aspect to his character, which is uh, pretty yeah. rare because you don't you don't you don't see that in um, in modern cartoons nowadays. Because nowadays every every um, dad character has to be a goofball because you know. No, actually, every father has to have a white-collar office job, and they are too idiotic to be in that type of job. At least with Stu Pickles, he's kind of, like, sarcastic and a little sane. And he, yet he still loves being, he still loves inventing and being a child at heart. So that kind of works for his character. Yeah, but I just, I'm just pointing that out because, like, a, a lot of, you know, newer children, car, children's cartoons I've seen, 
uh, usually have the 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 uh, dad character always being portrayed as a fat idiot or someone who's just too fucking stupid to live. Which is which, yeah. is, which is just a shame because I think I really think you can do more with with the you know children's parents characters because I I know that. I know that they can't get a lot of development as the child characters because, again, it's a children's cartoon and apparently, you know, children can't relate to, you know, parents or adult characters. And that's why we're just going to have, like, Ben 10 be like a, a kid forever because, you know, we can't, really, we can't let them relate to a teenager or an adult or someone in their 20s. It's <laughs> all of Benton Alien Force is officially not canon. <laughs> they just rebooted that shit. And I'm just... I, I, I actually... Uh, not to change the subject, but like, you know, just segueing into another subject because it's been a long time since I've actually recorded. So excuse me if I uh, segue into various subjects, but... Um, I, have you seen the the new Ben Ten uh, reboot that the, the, the footage they showed? Uh, the previews. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> Why are you doing fucking flash? This is the one mistake I hate in modern cartoons. It's the flash, flash abuse, flash abuse. The gritting potatoes. The oversaturated colors. Fuck no. you, Steven Universe. Fuck you. No, I swear to God, I mean, was it animated in Flash? I couldn't tell, because it looks like it was animated in, like, you know, the standard, uh, you know, digital animation, but once again, it looks really fucking bad. Like, I don't understand why the Tumblr style is the new style. I don't understand why you're uh, going this route. I I mean, I... I... I'm I'm gonna go on a little bit of a tangent here, and I apologize to anyone who you know gives a shit. You know, it's like eight in the morning. Like I think only five people are listening to this, but you know, for the five people who are listening to this, um, what I dislike... you'll never know. There's like pirate radios and shit listening to us. And it's like maybe these people have this point here. No, I think um, what bothers me about like modern cartoons, and because again, I grew up in the '90s, and I'm into I'm a huge cartoon fan. I'm, I'm I'm into cartoons. I'm but I'm not like I'm not like Mr. Enter who you know gets really <laughs> really emotional about goddamn episodes of King of the Hill and Family Guy. Now I'm someone who uh, I'm someone who uh, actually likes animation. Who likes you know the the I think it's a very underrated um, technique. I think that animation could be used for a lot more than you know children's entertainment. And I think children's entertainment. Could, should be a lot better it should you know because you know the problem we had in the uh, 2000s was because you know 9-11 happened and everyone became super uh, nationalistic uh, yeah super na- super nationalistic and super um uh picky about what you can and can't show in children's cartoons so it's like oh you can't show buildings exploding because you know that might give people the wrong idea. That might hurt people's feelings. And it's like, it's just entertainment. You know, it's not, it's not, um, you know, it's not gonna make people, make kids want to blow up fucking buildings, you know? (laughs) And and I just, I I just, I just love like back when after 9-11 happened, they went back to those old uh, 90s um, Marvel shows and took out all footage of the, of the World Trade Center. And I'm like, wow, talk about rewriting history. It's like, I know kid, kids aren't stupid. They know that the show was created before, you know, 9-11 happened. So I don't, I don't understand that. That's why I just, just, 
So because of that, you had shows that. I mean, there was good shit here and there. I'm not saying I'm not gonna be like a '90s kid and say, "Oh, well, you know, the 2000s were a terrible decade for animation," because they weren't. I mean, there was a lot of good shit in the 2000s that I think that not a lot of people are gonna give credit to because, again, it's the 2000s and everyone's a fucking '90s fanboy and '80s fanboy, and they don't want to acknowledge that there was anything good after you know in in the 2000s, even though there was. But there was. I mean, Samurai Jack, Invader Zim, um... Avatar The Last Airbender. Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, various other shows that I can name off the top of my head. Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, that was a a really good show. Um, you know, again, you know, there's a lot of good shit in the 2000s, but I think it suffered because... The writing had to be dumbed down because, again, you had the nanny, uh, the nanny uh, executives saying, "Well, you know, you can't do this and you can't do that. Children are gonna get the bad ideas, and we don't want to offend anyone, and all this other bullshit." You know, and it was just a terrible yeah. time. It was just a terrible time for animation yeah. in general. <laughs> you know, I I think I thought I realized I just realized something. You, there's this. There's this. Um. Strange conspiracy that I have. It's like people wanted escape ever since the nanny people happened. It's like they're trying to cater their shit to like younger kids in the new millennium, the the modern shows. Listen, every color is prettier, every color is powerful, every color is this and that. But now, but yeah, they they made it for adults. They made the cartoons pretty for kids, but the plot ends up becoming super. Adult, it's like they're trying to. A lot of people are trying to make it more like, oh my god, this is the stuff that we, we that was slipped behind the adult censors, and this one is this and that, and this and that. It's like, no, it isn't, dude. I mean, there are references to. I mean, Foster's, I think, got away with a lot of stuff, but mostly it was just references to adult movies like Zardoz and um, what was it, Flash Gordon, and all these other references that kids won't get but like adults will get like and there was like what was it barbarella which is yeah uh which is basically if you for those who haven't seen it barbarella is basically softcore porn it really is <laughs> yep so it's the fact that the fact that the, the fact that they actually did uh a barbarella reference twice i mean he did it uh craig did it in like fosters and um and wander which is amazing to be quite honest that you could <laughs> that you could put into uh barbarella references in in um in your cartoons but i think like you said the problem is and and it was like we were trans it was a weird trans- transitional period as well because we were going from uh, fl- uh what was it uh cell animation to uh digital animation digital. And that was a huge transition. I don't think people understand how how much that changed the business. Because you look at, like, the first season of Spongebob, it was animated in, like, cell animation. And then in, like, the later season two and three were animated in in digital. And they look a lot better, you know? So it was a weird transitional, transitional period for animation. And then every and then eventually everyone got lazy. The quote unquote adulty references are basically now like little nitpicks of oh my god they sl- oh my god they slipped this and that under the radar. How did we miss it? And it's like no, that is literally for the adult viewers, bro. 
What? I think, I think you know people fail to realize that nowadays the the nanny people are gone now. When you got like more, you know, more people who are like, okay, it's been like sixteen years since nineteen uh, since since nine eleven. No one gives a shit anymore. You know, let's you know give more creators freedom, which I'm all for. I think that if you're gonna yep. do animated shows, give more creators freedom to do stuff that doesn't treat kids like retards or morons and. You know, I mean, you know, I'm just, it's, it's, it's a weird period. I think, yeah, I will agree with people. The two thousand, the 2010s are a lot better, uh, a much better decade than the 2000s were because with the 2000s, you know, while there was still good stuff, the bad stuff kind of, you know, was a lot more (laughs) prevalent than, than the good stuff. (laughs) And, you know, 2007, they're just like, the dawn of the quote-unquote geek tech culture. Oh, God. <laughs> and we're all watching you. The Guild, The Big Bang Theory, and all that other shit. We're watching you. I, I mean, that was when... I think that, that was when the whole geek culture bullshit started, where casual fags were like, Oh, I'm a geek now because I watched them Big Bang Theories on the TVs. And then they'll still make fun of the legitimate nerds who really have really weird, weird interests. It's just, it's just, it's, it was a weird period. But like, what I'm, what I'm getting at is that I like animation. I think it's great. And seeing something, I was never a big Ben 10 fan. Okay, I'll say that out right now. I was never a big fan of Ben 10. It was an, it was a show that was just created to sell toys. And anyone who says otherwise is a fucking moron who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. And honestly, you know, seeing the new reboot fucking appalls me. As someone who never gave a shit about Ben 10 to begin with, as someone who never cared for it outside of, like, the voice actors and whatnot, I was just appalled by what I saw. I'm like, wow, Cartoon Network, you're really rebooting a show from fucking 2005. A show that's only, like, what, 10 years old. You're seriously rebooting a show that's only, like, 10 years old. Because you have that little faith in your fucking audience. Yeah, so basically we can consider 2016 as the year of reboot fucking everything. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, we gotta reboot Ben 10. We gotta reboot the Powerpuff Girls, which I swear to God. Worst show ever. I swear to God, I that that show. I, I only watched like three episodes, and I felt my brain just dying after the third one. I'm like, someone actually looked at this and said, "This is okay to air." And I'm like, "What the fuck, man? <laughs> what the fuck?" I think the problem is once again the power the 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 whole girl cult, girl power culture yeah i get girl superheroes girl this and that but you're turning all your female superheroes into goddamn in the same equivalent as magical girls you know it's like those girls who fight they like sailor moon stuff like at day they're like cutesy girls they have cutesy girl problems and by night they're like they're like bat girls who just who fight a little bit of crime, but the rest of them is basically the power of Deus Ex Machina saving them, I guess. I mean, that's the problem with the modern female-oriented comics now, is that they're trying to be less legit female superheroes and more magical girls in America. I know, and that's what kind of pisses me off. I think that 
you could have told a really good story with Miss Marvel. I think that you could have done a really cool story with 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 Miss Marvel, and you know, had her like grow as a character, have her start out as a as like a selfish fan girl who wants to be a superhero, but then realizes, hey, you know, there's more being a superhero than you know, than a fantasy. Yeah, and I'm like, that could have been really cool because like that that would have been a cool concept, and I would have forgiven forgiven the book for that, but. They just went for the obvious magical girl route up. Oh, well, look, it's Wolverine, and, you know... Oh. Plus the fact that they ha- they don't want to have make a Muslim girl have problems. <laughs> God, don't even get me started on the bullshit where it's like... I don't... Look, I don't mind, you know, non-white characters. I'm Again, I'm not a white guy, so I don't give you know two shits either way but if you're going to go through all that trouble if you're gonna do diversity and i'm all for diversity i think that you know if you're gonna do i mean if you're gonna if you want to do it's it's good to have diverse characters i think that we should we like i said when i write scripts i usually write more female uh main characters than i do male main male characters because i think the industry could do better and we should do better. Yeah. So, before anyone wants to call me a sexist, know that I am all for pushing more female characters in media. But the problem is, I want actual female characters, not goddamn Mary Sue's. Same. Personal- Personally, that's my entire problem with the whole... Femi- the whole quote-unquote feminism and mainstream comics nowadays. As in, they tend to forget the forgotten gems of the 90s which is all about the girl power as it it's there it's kind of feminist but it's also they're also like people capable of emotion of perspective of flaws and the 90s was chock full of that shit but then again the people now the fe- the quote unquote feminists now don't even remember that shit they don't even remember how Okay, the ninety, the okay, the nineties was how we just don't care about it, but we care more about the plot, the characters, how they how they present themselves. That was the that was a good time. We just wanted shiny new. They want this is the thing. They just want pretty colors. They just want they just want to feel in the now, and that just annoys me. That's like that's why when I was like yeah, I was reading like Miss Marvel and Co, and I was like maybe if. Maybe aside from the whole quote unquote diver race race thing, as maybe if she if she's written right, I would have done that. And then I saw the whole Miss Marvel fan fiction comic part, the one where Miss Marvel is has fan fiction written all over her, and it, it was so bad. And it, but it, and it, and I think to myself, wasn't Miss Marvel also kind of a fangirl who would also kind of write this type of fan fiction? I mean, if they were gonna what? go, if they were going for hypocritical humor, it would have worked. But they don't acknowledge that they don't. And, and that like, the fact that what the and fuck? that they and that they, I feel that Miss Marvel does. They make it seem like Miss Marvel is a pure fan. It's like she doesn't write anything dirty. It's like, bitch, please. I've seen fangirls like her. <laughs> I've seen fan. I've seen fangirls like her. We write the most terrible shit in the galaxy. Any fetish you want, baby, we write it. <laughs> I've seen fucking yaoi sites, okay? I, you know, I know that shit. I know that you fuckers ship the, the fucking robot and one punch man together, okay? I've seen that shit. 
Don't supernatural fandom. Yeah. The supernatural <laughs> fandom. We know you. We know the fangirls. It's like, oh, there must be gay, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> and they consider it as a political progressivism to like gay people in the butt. I mean, this shit's and, been. Go- I mean, this this shit isn't anything new. I mean, this shit's been going around since the '60s with Star Trek with Spock and Kirk. So you know, <laughs> I I think I, I always believe that it would go way further, and Sherlock Holmes probably. We'll never know. I I think, but yeah, I think when that was my first um, my first encounter with the Yowie bullshit was Kirk and Spock. <laughs> I think the first one was Harry Potter. There was like a chock full of Harry Draco fanfiction. Oh my god. Don't even start on the Harry Potter shit. So much photoshopping. (laughs) It's like, oh, Harry Harry and Ron are together now. And Harry and Draco are together now. And everyone else is just whatever. (laughs) Oh dear god. That's the thing. Yeah, this is the thing. Animation is... Animation, diversity, all that shit. It would have worked if, like, I said, it would have worked if there's a diversity of personality, there's diversity of perspective, diversity of basically character. You can you cannot just be diverse physicality and have like the same same uh, ideals, same ideals or some shit. Because I've seen a lot of a lot of people who promote diversity, but you kind of feel that they're doing it wrong because they're actually thinking the same exact thing, which is pretty much whatever the writer writes, and that's wrong. I think, you know, I, I look back at shows like G.I. Joe. I think shows like G.I. Joe really did diversity right, in my opinion, because they just they just had the characters as characters. They didn't go, well, you know... Heavy duty, you know. Heavy duty is a black guy, and 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 what was it? Flint is the white guy, and that's all their character. No, they actually had character, you know. Yeah. I mean, and uh, uh, Snake Eyes well, was, you know, was more than just an Asian dude. He was just he was, uh, you know, a ninja. He didn't talk because his slow his throat his uh, his uh, throat was slit. And you know, Bojack Horseman, modern example, diversity and persona, diversity in basically everything. Oh God, <laughs> we don't want to. <laughs> I could actually sit here and uh, for hours and talk about Bojack Horseman. We could do yeah, like a fucking, but we could but, do like a yeah, fucking. But, I, I swear to God, we can do like a fucking eight-hour podcast and we would talk about nothing but Bojack. <laughs> actually, that would have been kind of cool if they actually, if they um, how about this? We're going to do a full-length BoJack Horseman when they actually finish the series. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll do that. that we'll do that. Be, we'll that'll be a good one when they actually finish the series. I don't know how long it's going to last. I, I hope. Person- I personally, hope, I, I hope. I, I hope five seasons. Five seasons is good enough. Yeah, five seasons would work so well. But so far, so good. Yeah, so, oh, that's all we're going to say. I'm so just going to say okay. right now, without spoiling anything, season three made me fucking cry. Like it, it legit broke me. It just yeah, goddamn. <laughs> actually, at the end of episode ten, I ended up cry- I ended up destroyed. I ended up destroyed on the floor. As in all, all me and Abdullah did one night. We just watched the entire third season of BoJack. Binge watch that shit. Actually, on my end, I lasted until episode 10. 
at episode 10 and then I ended up like crying and then ended up crying and then the next day episode 12 and then I was like should I watch this I should not watch this <laughs> it was just so damn sad <laughs> and it kind of worked this is fails done right when it destroys your soul I don't want to spoil anything because I think to me BoJack is a show you have to watch to fully appreciate because I swear to god I can sit here and talk about how great the writing is and how great the jokes are and how great the characters are but you have to see the show for yourself to really appreciate it you really have to yeah it's basically the most depressingly beautiful show I've ever watched in my life Netflix, get your shit together and give us DVDs already. I want to buy this show on physical copies. God damn it! Please. <laughs> Even with direct, I think, I think, I think you'll have your geek on when they end up adding any director's commentary. Oh god, I'd listen to that shit <laughs> every fucking. Oh my god, it's it's like the Rick and Morty commentaries. You just have to listen to it. You just have to because <laughs> it's like, yep. <laughs> like I just want to. Somehow I just want to listen to David Arquette and just and um and Aaron Paul just talking about the show in a weirdly awkwardly way. It's almost similar to BoJack and Todd. It'll just be so wonderful in commentary. <laughs> I mean, um, for those, I think uh, what was it? Adult Swim did like uh, they did a stream yesterday of the Rick and Morty season three animation. And and they didn't have like any audio for it, so they were just playing like uh, commentaries from the season two DVD of Rick and Morty, and listening to Justin Roiland and, and his friends talk about the finale, the final the finale of season two was really interesting, uh, really interesting commentary because they went into detail. I thought they were just gonna like you know dick around and talk about fart jokes and shit, but like they they went into detail about the finale and good on them. I know. <laughs> yeah. Good on them. Yeah. We're waiting for season three. Don't don't take your time too much. I actually saw the. Have you seen the that live stream? The animation process for just animating a, a second of Rick and Morty just painful because they have to. I'm, oh my god, it's it's really time consuming. <laughs> even in even in that even in digital animation, even in digital animation, you should. It's no excuse to be lazy bastard. That's why. I, that's why I'm glaring so intently at stuff like Steven Universe and shit. It's like, are you sure your animation's good? Are you sure you're taking your time on that or something like that? And speaking of Steven Universe, let's segue into our next topic. <laughs> Steven Universe. Or as I like to call it, Disappointment, the series. <laughs> yeah. Why, why do I even start with Steven Universe? Like, look, I don't hate the show. I, mean, I Let me rephrase that. I don't want it. I don't want to hate the show, but it's really making it hard for me to like the show. To be quite yeah, honest, because it's yeah. Personally, Steven Universe would have been a great show if it wasn't for the fact that one, they're trying to be overtly topical. Two, they're trying to be all oh my god, we're trying, we're trying to be progressive, guys. Look. Rebecca Sugar's bisexual, so that, that must mean that the show is automatically better and we could deflect all the fucking criticism. And three, fandom, 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 fandom. Uh, uh, just, just, just fuck the, the Stephen. Kill universe. the fandom, please. Yeah, I want to, <laughs> I want, is it, is it wrong that I want to secretly, I uh, secretly, you, just use sarin gas on, 
on a, on a fa- on an invisible virtual fan base mm-hmm. because I just hate Steven Universe's fandom so much. I think yeah, as bad as just the show, I mean, as, as bad as the show is, it's not as bad as the fandom. I'll say that right now because the fandom is toxic. It's, Please it's, murder it's, me. It's it's worse than the Sonic fandom. I I'll say that right now. I, I thought the Sonic fans were bad, but no, the the you know Steven Universe fans are the Congrats. worst fucking fandom imaginable. Nothing will beat them. Nothing. Congratulations, Bronies. You're officially less shitty. <laughs> Congratulations, fucking Smarks. You're officially less shitty as well. <laughs> Congratulations. Welcome to Nightville fandom. This is your offspring. <laughs> Oh my god, they got so butthurt over the fucking Bismuth episode, which was one of the better episodes of that fucking season. In fact, that the best, probably... in fact, it was the best episode of the entire fucking series. I'll say that right now. That was a really good episode. Uh, you know, so no one, so anyone who thinks that oh you're just gonna trash the show based on bullshit, no, I like that episode. I like Swarm to the Sword. Swarm to the Sword is my favorite Steven Universe episode of all time because it was really well written. So don't tell me that I don't like, I'm not going to give this show props because I am, but the problem is the show writers don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, that's the thing. Within the core, there is a fucking, but sorry about that. Within the, within the core, everything, the, there's a, there's a world building that's actually interesting. There's characters that are actually interesting. There's actually a form of interesting that is there. It's just, sprinkled in with a filler episode of bullshit and shit we don't really give a shit about. And then, who would give a shit about the autistic onion kid? Who would? Who would give a shit about Lars? Lars is just an asshole. He will always be an asshole. I don't give a shit about him. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't care about Lars. I'm, I know that the five fucking Lars fans who are listening to this give a shit, but I don't. <laughs> I fucking and I don't give a sh- I don't give a shit about the message the deep kitty the deep teenage tiered messages of oh my god fusion is consent oh my god you should oh my god the episode with lapis and Jasper involving a boat and it involves oh like like god, domestic not- abuse <laughs> that's so much feels oh my god Bismuth is coated black because she because she's being she looks like a she looks like Karambe. <laughs> <laughs> problem is is like again oh god that boat episode that boat episode is so fucking terrible really because is. he does never mention again they never mentioned it again because like, well, one episode jasper's completely out of character and i'm like why would she give a shit about fusion why would she go back to someone who fucking kept her in chains and at the bottom of the sea for how many months shouldn't she want to fucking kill her I know. Uh, Shouldn't she hate Fusion more than ever now? At least in the next episode, they kind of did. But, you know, these people like my message so much. It just doesn't feel good. I know. It's just so terrible. It really is. And what was it? Fucking. 
uh, what was it? Um, I mean, I think Jasper was a was a really cool character. She could have done more. They, no, thing. actually, the reduce thing. that episode. Remove that episode. Keep her. Actually, when when they actually just rewrite that ep- boat episode, make Jasper be in vengeance with Lapis because you trapped me in the bottom of the ocean. You trapped me and stuff like that. And then you know, and then when when and then and then and then Lapis will be all, I had to and all that stuff. Listen, make them make the relationship very very. They're they're scared of each other, but they're also hating each other. That type of shit. At least make that complex and shit. And then you remember um, Lapis's first meeting with Peridot, and it was a like my past, ma, get over it. It's like no, my traumatic past. And then like a couple of uh, like the next time we see them, they're like total buddy buddies now. And it's like, what the fuck just happened? Why? Uh, yeah, the next time we see them, they're art hipsters. And don't get me started. Yes. Don't get me started on Peridot. Peridot was such a fucking great character, and and they, they just, just they just ruined her. They just they turned her. Just... She's just Peridot. Zim now. She she's just Zim now. Okay, she's just Zim. Okay. She's Zimat. Yep. Zimat. Zimat. <laughs> oh dear God. I think I broke you. Just kidding. Um. Um. Uh, yeah, that's a thing. Peridot actually had a good personality. She could, as in, I kind of understand that maybe the reason why she got a little insane the first time she was on Earth and then she lost her limb enhancers. At least we kind of understood that she was just crazy. She was just lost in the world and all that shit. And, but they could have just picked her up and, you know, fused the, what she learned on Earth with what she learned, what she learned back in her home world. As in, make her still keep her intelligence, make her, Keep, keep, make her keep all her old stuff while still being enthusiastic with the world around her. As in, here's the thing. Since Peridot and Lapis love the earth, the, love the earth now, won't they actually study the, pe- the the earth around them instead of being stuck in a fucking barn being heart hipsters? I know. It's like, why don't you develop these characters? Why don't you make them go... Especially with Peridot. Peridot it was, you know... You... you Oh my god, I'm getting angry now. I'm getting really angry Stop now. Stop that angry! <laughs> they laugh it out, laugh it out! I, I swear to god, I'm getting really irritated when I'm thinking about this, because, like, you had... I mean, you established that Kit Peridot was, you know, someone who actually gave a shit about information, who actually loved information, loved knowing about things, loved, you know, discovering about, uh, you know, stuff that she didn't know about. And what do you do with her? You just make her go, oh, she's just gonna sit in a fucking barn and make art with her new butt buddy. Yay. Yep. Yay. Oh, and the, you know, the whole Roadrunner episode is like, you know that even getting damaged in your holographic form will actually poof your gem and reincarnate you, right? As in, why do you even do a Roadrunner episode when you know that gems are not exactly the str- not exactly super strong? And then it just it just makes no sense because like in the previous episode you saw that Ruby's shell almost, you saw that Ruby almost fucking crack with nothing, and and then you're telling yeah. me that fucking Peridot is stronger than a Ruby. And keep in mind Rubies are their fucking foot soldiers, so shouldn't they? And don't give me that shit about oh well, Homeworld is like uh, cutting back on the costs and they don't have resources. No, fuck that bullshit. That that's lazy writing. That's lazy yeah. fucking writing. I don't give a shit I... what you say. Oh, yeah. 
the ending of season three. They were trying to build it up on Parid on um uh, what do you call that? Rose Quartz shattering pink diamond who will probably be voiced by Felicia Day. I know, I know it's gonna happen. I'm gonna be warned about that bitch. I swear, I I, I swear to and God, then, I th- I think one of my most the moments I fucking hated the most in this entire series was when Garnet finally tells him that uh, Rose did shatter, um, uh, did shatter pink, pink diamond. diamond. What does Steven say? He doesn't say, why didn't you tell me sooner? Why did you lie to me? We, you know, why couldn't you tell me when we were dealing with Bismuth? Nope. He just says, thank you for telling me. Fuck off. And, Fuck off. And then, yeah, and then, you know, the next episode, nothing happened. And then the, uh, the, uh, the next episode was like, the next episodes were like, you putty shit. And then the, another, and then, you know, it's about, you know, um, Oh my god, Smoky Quartz, and how much Smoky Quartz is probably a tumbl- more Tumblr-tiered than a, a very badly Tumblr-tiered character. Oh god, I, I swear to god. I, I, oh my god. One of the things I like about the show is the character designs of the gems. I thought that they were really interesting. Even the fusion designs are pretty cool, but when Smoky Quartz showed up, I'm like... Wow. Tumblr. You you ruined the one thing that the show had going for it, which is designs. By make by making by making Smoky Quartz a sassier, punnier amethyst who had who is brown for some reason. And has freckles because fuck you. Yeah. But you know, actually one thing actually the only thing I liked about her design was the yo yo, because it was at least an interesting design. Oh, man. The yo-yo, and the yo-yo, the yo-yo. And and don't get me started on Jasper. How she, you know, interesting character, who we'll never get to see again because the writers are fucking idiots who don't want to have recurring antagonists because you know my feels and shit. Yeah. So about Bismuth, because I know that um Bismuth was uh, voiced by I forgot the girl's name. I think she was from. Orange is the New Black. She was the crazy-eyed girl, the crazy-eyed woman from Orange is the New Black, and then people kind of like she was funny or some shit. I never watched that show, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. TLDR: Orange is the New Black. You know, Tumblr, Tumblr bait, a Tumblr bait show. I, I never watched that show, so I don't give two shits either way. So whatever. Oh well, um, it's fine. It's fine. Um. Uh, no, I actually like Bismuth. I think Bismuth is like hands down one of the best written, if the if not the best written character of the entire show, because her personality actually creates conflict, legit, honest to god conflict between the Crystal Gems and Steven. And I like that. I'm like, why can't we have more of this? Why can't we have legit character flaws and and, and, ideolo- and ideologies clashing? That's really cool. That's good writing. But we can't have actually, that because my feels. My feels. Uh, personally, Bismuth is kind of a decent character to keep in the series. Isn't we get a character who would tell us a lot of information about the past, about about the Rose Quartz and the the Gem Wars, and that type of shit is the thing that I we all wanted in Steven Universe. The the backstory, the world, and Steven trying to grow from the past and stuff like that. As in, uh, the theme of Steven's quote unquote development and the Steven Nuke was basically how to make Steven grow from being a ignorant 
feels happy little perky boy into somebody who 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 gi generally gives a shit about everything and knows and but knows but knows conscience and make him grow up as in he's like 14 and you're still making treating him like a little like seven year old it's kind of sad i know he's like 14 years old and he still acts like he's eight and i'm like that that's terrible writing and i'm kind of losing my voice here i gotta take some water <laughs> I'll, I'll keep on talking. Yeah, and you know, the but it kind of failed because we kind of, in, in the in the build up we kind of see Steven realizing that oh shit, my totally perfect awesome mother is actually actually did something wrong and and it could have worked. Isn't how will that guy how will how will Steven handle it? Isn't how will Steven handle this? Maybe the maybe the gym wars isn't exactly super great, super perky, black and white. They are the heroes and shit. Maybe their rebellion was for nothing. And maybe Bismuth's ideology is very war heavy, as in as in she's probably stuck in that forge all her life, so she she might not so she might not be always um open to new ideas or diplomacy and all that shit. I get that. That's the type of shit that we all, me and Abdullah like, as in the whole world building thing is the thing that like, and then they fucked it up in the end. We will never probably not see Bismuth again. Jasper got super corrupted and we'll never see again. And then she became like a funny afterthought for smoky quartz and how Amethyst and Steven are like deadly music and, now. And, and keep in mind, like, Jasper is like their Captain America. She's like their super soldier. She's the badass that they built to, you know, take so, over. So, you know, Barnes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they built her to to be the perfect, you know, gem. And yeah. and she gets beaten by a fucking imperfect fusion. Fuck off. Fuck it off. At least, <laughs> it would at least be interesting if um Jasper was more defeated by uh, Connie, uh, by Stefani than Smoky Quartz. Because it kind of makes it like Smoky Quartz... Like, the thing about, um, Amethyst's emo arc was that, oh my god, I can't defeat Jasper. Oh wait, I can just by fusing with Steven. Oh. That's it. That's like, <laughs> fusion officially solves everything. It's like a new power up for bad shonen fights. And that's not, that's not, that's not cute. That's just copy, that's just copying, sh that's not really bad anime, yo. <laughs> it's like, how like, we... the power up. How will we defeat the Decepticons Prime? Oh, just fucking fuse. I don't care. Just get combiners, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that... And that's why I kind of hated Smokey Quartz, because she was definitely a deus ex machina character, and I, I didn't like it that I much. I think that's kind of my problem with, like, the original Transformers series as well, is, like, you know, Devastator was really cool and all. I mean, I like the concept of, like, you know, five robots getting together and turning into one big giant robot, but then they have, like... Then they just did more of them, and I'm like, fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is, what yeah. this is my point, where it's like, if you're going to introduce, like, a, a specific character type or power, don't overuse it. Please, for the love of God, don't overuse it. I or, you know, don't, tur don't turn Fusion into the world's most pathetic-sounding compatibility test. That's the reason why we hate Ruby and Sapphire. We don't like. We no, don't hate Garnet. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about those two. We're not cunts. talking about those. <laughs> I'm not talking. Those two unlikable cuts with with the libido of of jackrabbits. Okay, they have the libido of jackrabbits. 
I think. I'm not sure. But we're not talking about them. But yeah, the entire thing felt like you could have. They could have. But you know, when uh, you know, when Jasper got corrupt, got corrupted by after uh getting. I'm going to say it. Fusion AIDS. She. It was kind of sad. As in, all she just wanted was to be strong, to be stronger, because she knows that. She finds out that fusion legitimately makes people stronger with the right combinations and all that shit. But the problem is, is that, you know, but the problem is that, you know, we will never see her much again, as in they kind of bubbled her up to nowhere, and it's actually kind of pathetic that we can never see Jasper much again. So who's our new enemy? Fuck if I know. More filler! <laughs> filler! The newest episode actually kind of explored a bit on the past uh, Crystal Gem stuff, but I w- but it felt more... Yeah, they're trying to just put... I, I forgot the mailman person thing. They're trying to just put their mailman as a self-insert character, I guess. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie! There we go. They're just trying to put Jamie as it. Uh, Jamie as their self-insert character. Because <laughs> they know that, you know, Tumblr likes Jamie because he's so kooky and wacky and... Uh... <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, she's... And, you know, and, you know, the whole race baiting at the end. It's like, oh, fuck, he's a white guy. Nope, we like it. We like our version better because it's Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but again, you know, it's I, mean, kinda... it was, I mean, it wasn't a bad episode, but the problem is, it just doesn't make sense for like. It would have made more sense if the characters were like eight years old, because this is the kind of shit like eight year olds would do, where it's like, oh, well, what did he look like? Well, he kind of looks like that guy. Oh, okay. It's kind of like what what people think of Abe Link, of Abe Lincoln, like uh, Abe Lincoln, where he ran around wearing the top hat all the time, even though in real life he only wear like he only wore that once. top hat once in a in a photo. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think I think that would have been a great idea, but I think Tumblr's going to praise that. Oh my God, these kids are more progressive than than all the other because he they don't imagine their characters as white as a America. White. Eighteen hundreds. Yeah, I did. I did like the pearl and garnets designs. I thought those were really cute. Yeah, the per- yeah, I yeah, and the <laughs> Confederate amethyst. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be a fucking action figure, <laughs> Confederate amethyst. <laughs> And do you know the the rose quartz confeder the rose quartz shield confederate like that's gonna troll some people, man. <laughs> uh, oh, but I did like the pearl and garnets designs. I thought those were really cute. Yeah, though. Yeah, I, I thought I thought the pa- whole past thing at least was kind of contributing, but it's still get it. But it's still it. But Steven still, despite the whole. Oh yeah, my mom killed Pink Diamond because she had to, and she kind it's of like, fucked fuck up. That, and it, it's like fuck that shit, books. <laughs> as in, she he still thinks of, he still thinks of her mom, his mom as the pure perfect character that she was. It's not like she did. I don't think, I don't think Steven was accepting it, rather as he was ignoring it, knowing the whole mentality of feels. They just ignore it. <laughs> 
Stop running away. Come back and waste your life. <laughs> yeah. I think we should stop talking about Steven Universe. Before. Yeah, I'm, we I'm, should I'm stop done. talking. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Oh yeah, we like... should talk about. We should talk about now that what we were supposed to be talking talking about. Um, Summer Slam. The predictions. Um, I'm just I'm mean, gonna just go through the matches. You just talk about Summer Slam. Okay. Because I'm a professional. I don't I don't have this shit up <laughs> when we before we record. <laughs> Yeah, all we're just going to predict. Uh, we're just gonna predict who's gonna win in the quickest, most saddest way possible. I'm. I'm just gonna be looking at the matches. Um, SummerSlam, SummerSlam, SummerSlam moment. <laughs> yeah, this is. Yeah, we're not. We're not your professional. We're not professionals. We're probably. We're probably. We're probably. We're probably in. We're probably just recording in our underwear right now with <laughs> uh, fake. USB microphones. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even press record. Ha <laughs> Oh, man. The camera's been on the whole time. <laughs> the calls are coming from inside the house. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sasha Banks versus Charlotte. Sasha's gonna keep that! They don't... Nobody likes Charlotte! Um... Wait. Okay. Ooh, that took longer than expected. Because this is a big card. This is like, what was it, 13 matches, which is just fucking insane. But, so that's like a, what was it, a, a, a six-hour show? I think this is going to be... Six-hour It's going to be as long as WrestleMania this year, which is just going to be insane. But, you know, it's, it's, their yeah. big, it's their biggest show since... Second biggest show other than WrestleMania, so... Yeah. They're going all out. Uh, first match is Cesaro versus Sheamus. This is a pre-show. Uh, no one gives a shit. Nobody I cares. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, Cesaro. 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 Uh, next episode is Sami Zayn. Uh, next episode. Uh, a match. Ah, God damn it. I can't talk today. Uh, next match is Sami Zayn and Neville versus the Dudley Boys. Uh, Neville. They're trying to push actually Neville and Sami Zayn, so there's a pro- and then you know they're trying to actually start the Dudley Boys um feuding against each other or some shit like that. So I don't mind that. I don't mind Dudley Boys putting over uh, Neville and Sami Zayn. I don't. I'm not a fan of Neville or Sami Zayn, but you know if they're if you're gonna have the Dudley Boys around, they might as well put over the new talent. So yeah, yeah and you know they're they're trying to split um the Dudley Boys up. Apparently, that's I hope, all I got I, from. I, ho- I hope so, because Bubba Ray works a lot better solo than he does uh, in a tag yeah. team. Uh, uh-huh. And the third pre-show, goddamn three pre-shows, uh, a bunch of tag teams all together. So, fuck it, <laughs> fuck if I know. <laughs> fuck if I know. But let's just guess. I'm just, um... I'm just gonna say American Alpha because they're pushing them hard. So I'm guessing they're gonna win. Yeah, Abarca and Alpha, most likely. And moving on to the main card, uh, Brock Lesnar versus uh, with versus Randy Orton. This is gonna be a tough one, cause on the one because uh, ha- on the one hand you want to make Lesnar look strong, and I I don't think they're gonna have him lose to Orton. I want Orton to win, but I I don't know. I just have this gut feeling that Lesnar's gonna win. I don't know. I really don't. Personally. Know. 
I personally, all I just expect from this is a huge meme fight. Is it? Have you seen their promos recently? Oh, we're gonna go to fight. I'm gonna take you to Viperville. We're gonna go to Suplex City, and then there's the RKO out of nowhere. It's like you're you're all a bunch of walking memes right now. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> we don't want to talk about wrestling memes anymore. No, I mean, but I, I mean, deep down, I want Orton to win, even though I don't like Orton. I think Orton's a fucking shitbag, but so is Lesnar. So you know, I think. Shitty mean bag fight. Ah, if I, if I had to go, I'm 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 gonna say Orton, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But Orton, Orton's my pick. Fine. Uh, personally, because we're we're basically we're but Brock Lesnar doesn't want to win, doesn't want to lose, so I'll just go with Brock Lesnar and just keep it at that. Um, I'm just gonna I'm I'm not gonna say the title matches yet because those are gonna be the last because those are gonna be really long discussions. Um, yep. John Cena versus AJ Styles. John Cena. Cena fight! <laughs> Cena's gonna win this, and don't complain when about AJ being buried, because, you know, AJ won their first match. Cena's gonna win their second match. That's how this works. They're not gonna, you know, he's not gonna fucking win every match against John Cena, okay? If they put on... Actually, if, if they're gonna... Actually, if... Actually, from what I've heard, right, wasn't AJ Styles' win against Cena a dirty because it was, like, interfered by the club club? But he still won. It still counts as a win. It's not It's not really a technical win. It, it's, it's like a dirty win. As in, if AJ Styles defeats John Cena clean, then I'll believe it. But <laughs> so far, it's still John Cena. Because, you know, it's John Cena. What expect from him? <laughs> Uh, but I think, no, I mean, he's gonna win it, but uh, the match is gonna be amazing. I think this is the match is gonna steal the show, to be quite honest. Yeah. You know, they, they, they tore the house down in Money in the Bank. Their Money in the Bank match was fucking amazing, and, oh, I God. <laughs> I swear, even if, even if, even if, I swear, even if Sammy and Kevin Owens no longer has to fight forever bullshit, I want those two to fight forever now. Because they just work. They just work together so they, well. Great chemistry. Though AJ Styles being a heel is awkward for me. He He's not really... In, yeah, AJ Styles being a heel is not exactly working for me. At least he's better as a heel than fucking... What was it? You know, when he was a heel in TNA when he was the new nature boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, at least... At least AJ Styles as a heel now was kind of better. And he's more like... Uh, uh, we're just going with... Some uh, stuck-up new boy with ex- with a lot of experience. There. <laughs> um. Uh, so, who do you want to win? Uh, Cena, uh, Styles, or Cena? Is, is the is actually point. I we we all know Cena's gonna win, but if if AJ Styles wins clean against John Cena, then I will I will believe everything. I, I I'll just say whoever wins, we win. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Um... You, you say Styles, I say Cena. Okay, so. Um, next match, Rusev versus Roman Reigns. Oh boy, dun, this, dun, one's, dun. this one's a tough one. I can see them. Like, I can actually see them uh, having this feud go on. So they're going to have other matches. So I'm going to say Roman wins by DQ. Personally, personally I want... So, Rusev to sort of win a little longer, mostly because they just started to make Roman Reigns somewhat likable to the smarts. Is it Roman Reigns? 
post the whole Adderall controversy, he starts to become somewhat likable. As in, he starts to become less forced. And that actually makes people sort of like him. It's like, if they're going to put him with the U.S. champ right now, it's going to be a little too soon. But give him more time to um, develop the Roman myth that we actually like, the smart, the smarky tweener type of character, then, yeah, for now, Rusev for me. Because I just want Roman Reigns to develop a little more. Like I said, but, so- I, I can see this being like a long-term feud, so I can see them like feuding for the next three pay-per-views. So I, I'm going to say Roman wins by disqualification or something. Alright. Alright, so Roman Reigns for you, Rusev for me. But mostly because we want Reigns I mean, by, to improve better. By disqualification, you know, I mean, like, he's gonna win, you know, by disqualification, meaning that the title doesn't change hands. Ah, uh, okay. Because that's, oh, okay, so... that, that's how it works. Because if, if, if you win by DQ, uh, you, the title doesn't change hands. Ah, uh, that's. Oh, yeah, forgot. Yeah. I. Okay, Rusev, okay, so. Rusev still has the championship, but yeah. we both, but, but we both, we both want it in different ways. I want, uh, for me, Rusev to sort to win. I want Rusev to win mostly, be- and you want Roman Reigns to win DQ. So, yeah, as long as Roman Reigns gets to improve in the mic and in his new gimmick as the smarky, the smarky tweener, I'm actually okay with that shit. Go Roman Reigns. We actually give a shit about you now. Um... Let's wait. Let's see. Uh, next match, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte. Sasha Banks. <laughs> Sasha, Sasha Banks. Banks. <laughs> Sasha Banks. Because, because we love, because as much as we don't like the, uh, I, we don't like her fashion, she's at least better for the, better than Charlotte. Let's go with that. Cause I swear to she... God, I mean, Charlotte, my problem with her is like, she cheats a lot and I get, I, I know, I know. She, oh, but she's a heel. That's what she's supposed to do. But I, but you know, if you're gonna push her as a role model, if you're gonna say, well, Charlotte gives young girls the chance to, you know, feel like they can do it, and re- women's wrestling matters, and all this other bullshit, don't have her cheat. Don't have her yeah. be a cheater. At least, with, at least with Sasha Banks, that's actually legitimate female empowerment. Oh, at Sasha, least Sa- Sasha's great. I think Sasha, you know, and, Sa- and Sasha, um, she actually risks a lot of shit just to put on a good show and I start and you know you can grow you can grow mad props for her. Yeah, I think Sasha's really great and I think she's a lot better than Bailey, I'll say that right now. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'll say that right now. She's she's less of a fucking Mary Sue than Bailey, which is, you know, thank fuck for that. <laughs> that was why the first episode of Raw Post Brand Split with her was actually a great great idea great was actually great because, you know, she deserved it. Trasha Banks looks like she's the type of girl who would deserve to win. So, you know, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte, you know, again, woman's match of the night, hands down. Yeah. I mean, just give them time. I hope that they give them time. Uh, next match is the New Day versus Club Club. <laughs> <laughs> the Club Club. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will say it now. The Club Club. I love the New Day. I love Up Up Down Down. But it might be time for the belt to switch hands. Uh, a club club is gonna win because like when they said when they when the new get new day came out and when they were like oh we're the longest reigning tag team champions yeah you're gonna drop the belts next month to to the other guys <laughs> I, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, and you know maybe. 
for some reason, I kind of feel like they're. I'm going to say it now. If the club cl- when uh, post uh, SummerSlam, I feel like Finn Balor and the club club will meet, and then they will form a, a, a stable. They're gonna revive the quote unquote Bullet Club only with WWE. I feel <laughs> that's how I feel. It's either that or they're they're just gonna be the club club or the two bald fucks. <laughs> Actually, my I have friends saying the two Baldwins, the two bald fox, or yeah, the club club. <laughs> so club club for me. Club club. <laughs> Next match is Enzo and Cass versus Jericho. Jericho. <laughs> oh my god! As much as I love Kevin Owens and I like Chris Jericho's podcast, seriously. <laughs> Jericho. <laughs> Seriously, that's that's the name you're gonna put your new. As in, I like that's like I said. We love Kevin Owens and we love we love just Chris Jericho because his podcast is kind of good. Chilling uh, I, aside, I, I like Chris Jericho. I've always been a fan of his since you know ever. But come on, yeah, come on, I, dude, I, I, come on. Chris Jericho was fine. <laughs> Chris Jericho was fine in the in back in the day in high school, but now for me he's like the world's awkwardest dad hipster. I know. He's, hipster dad. <laughs> he's more hipster dad than AJ Styles, and that says something. <laughs> the hipster dad thing is bad, dad. <laughs> Are you gonna gonna do more cool, more cool dad jokes? Come on, stupid idiot. <laughs> Um, Enzo and Cass, they're over. They need a big win. Enzo and Cass. Personally, we all love Enzo and Cass. As in, I think I, mean, the, I, the I, first... ha- I, I hated the gimmick at first, but goddamn, they fucking grew on me. I'm sorry, they they grew no, actually, on me. No, <laughs> actually, actually, ever since their actually ever since their existence, I kind of see that they're just they just enjoy being that. They just enjoy their gimmick so much. It's like I think. Like the first millisecond when they debuted, I think everyone just perked up and lighted up. It's like, yes, we want them. We want them to. I, but they, I think my slight problem with the whole Enzo Mario Bedcast is they have yet to feud with New Day. Why can't they feud with New Day? They are probably the, they're they're so good. Yeah. <laughs> as in, as in, they, as in, they sort of had a little bout, but they didn't give them a full flesh feud, and then you just replaced it with a club club. <laughs> to be fair, the club club needs it more, because they if you're going to establish them as the big heel, new heel team, they kind of need a big win, because so far they haven't won shit. <laughs> I get, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Maybe they're tr- maybe, maybe with the club club, maybe with the club, if the club club gets the belts, they can have a triple feud with uh, the New Day and Enzo and Cass. And maybe the, what do you call that? The Jericho. <laughs> and, you know, it'll, it'll make, it'll make at least the tag teams and Raw interesting. And I'm kind of okay with that. So, whatever. Next match, The Miz versus Fuck! Apollo Clue, Apollo Cruz. <laughs> oh, Apollo <boy>. Green. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> gives a shit. We're out. I'm sorry, Miz. Or, or as I like to call him, Bobby Lashley 2.0. <laughs> I, I swear, Abdullah, think about it this way. Remember the time when the Intercontinental Championship was actually a, actually meant something? Go back and, and watch SummerSlam 1992. What did you think the match that closed the, ma- the, closed the show was? 
For those that don't know, SummerSlam 1992, the the closing match for that show was Bret Hart versus British Bulldog for the Intercontinental Championship. That match was yep. fucking amazing. And look how far I, that title has fucking fallen. I mean, they actually sort of resurrected it with um with the Miz. Actually, at first when Miz won it and he tried he defended it against three of three great wrestlers, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, kinda, and Kevin Owens, who is uh, Kevin Owens plus be his awesomeness, and and you you kind of see that as in the chemistry is great. Actually, the fights. A majority of the fights of the fights of the fights of the fights of the pay per view were intercontinental championship related, which kind of worked. But now it's like, what happened? Ever since Miz went to SmackDown, it's like, all and all the great, all the good the competitors were in Raw. It's like, no, no, no more. <laughs> it's gone. Intercontinental championship is basically useless now, and it's I know, all because I know, of. I know. Fucking, they want to push Apollo Crews, and I sort of okay. He got better. His his match with Sheamus at Money in the Bank wasn't the worst match on the card. He was really good. He held his own. But the guy is just—I don't know. Something about him just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know what it is. I think it's the fact that Apollo Crews is basically gimmickless. He <laughs> no, has no he's charm. Just, he's he's just... just a green guy wearing green and kind <laughs> and it's kind of big <laughs> he's a big guy so vince loves him you know <laughs> i mean that's why braun Strowman and nia Jax basically basically have infinity squash matches <laughs> why not why not just have braun Strowman versus nia Jax fight each other we don't care we would we would pay to see that Oh god, I don't care who wins, but I want Miz to win because he's much better with the title than Apollo Crews. So Miz. Yeah, actually, actually make Miz make Miz actually get that. Actually, make Miz get that title. Let better people fight for it. As in, SmackDown has become the somewhat almost became almost perfect now. So let's just add more people, uh, add legit people to fight against the belt. Then maybe we can. Then maybe we can talk about it, figure something out. That's all that shit. And yeah. before Man. we talk, before we talk about the title matches, Camilla, Becky Lynch, and Divas match. Who cares? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about this match. And the very, but the severe lack of ever Marie though. Oh, <laughs> you get a suspension. You you get a suspension. You you get a suspension. You get a suspension. <laughs> I was la I was laughing at um uh kayfabe news and it's like the Undertaker got a suspension <laughs> by failing the way that's just for being upset. <laughs> I'm just laughing so hard. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> oh god, I just I just love it because I I actually feel sorry for for them because it's SummerSlam uh, weekend and oh my god they missed out on the payday oh god that big payday Edge oh, <laughs> Alberto Alberto Del Rio and Evermary yeah oh damn it those were SmackDown right Paige was SmackDown Alberto was SmackDown I think I think they caught I think they caught Del Rio and 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 Paige smoking <laughs> fucking weed <laughs> and that's why they. <laughs> They uh, most likely, yeah, because <laughs> they're a likely. couple. They're they're a couple, so you know. For some reason, 
Even though, even though Paige is like younger than me, but she's dating a guy in his forties, which is just you. <laughs> no, seriously, what's going on? I don't get that part. Why are they dating? Is is this stu- That's a stupid idea. <laughs> I don't know. Office okay, romance okay. says they don't make sense. I don't care about this match. I'm just gonna say faces win. Yeah, faces win because reasons. Carmella, oh Carmel. Carmella though, and actually Naomi's new gimmick made me laugh. It's like she's like a she's like a glow in the dark alien now. (laughs) (laughs) It's like what do we do with her? Fuck it. (laughs) Alien. (laughs) Aliens. Uh, I mean, the crowd reacted really nicely to her. I mean, they didn't boo her, which uh, you know, good on her. Yeah. Yeah, good on her. Maybe, maybe if she, be- maybe with her becoming a better wrestler, maybe she'll be okay. She'll she'll do fine on her own. Uh, yeah. I mean, she just came back from injury, so they had to, you know, re 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 gimmick her, and her. give her repackage her, give her a new gimmick. So, so whatever. her gimmick is aliens. Anyway, uh, moving on to the title matches. This is gonna be hard. This is gonna. T- this, this is gonna. It's gonna take a, a long time, okay. but uh, first of all, first match, which... first match I'm going to talk about is Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler. This dun, one, dun, dun. this one is hard. This one is really hard. I oh my god, I don't Think know. About it. I don't know who's gonna win. I personally. I kind of love that Dean Ambrose is basically doing okay as a champ. Okay, he's doing okay. He's not. He's not exactly the word. He's not exactly a bad. Cha- a bad champion. We know he kind of deserved that world championship. The money and the bank thing was one of the best moments in the entire year because no more Mr. Money in the Bank. No more anticipation. At least, and you know, it was. Uh, it was like. It was at least kind of a good plan. Uh, yeah, I think Money in the Bank is hands down the best pay-per-view they've done so far. And I'm hoping SummerSlam yes. is, just, is just as good. This looks like a great or card. Or better. Yeah, this I hope a, the bet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great cards. Hoping it's not too long. I don't want it to be like a six-hour show. I th- I'm hoping that they can, you know, cut down on some of the filler shit. But, you know. Uh, they already cut down I mean, last year's SummerSlam was okay. I th- I hated the finish between the Brock Lesnar and Undertaker match. I thought that finish was not needed. That finish was stupid, and I just <laughs> oh god, the little laughs, the off the off kayfabe laugh. Yeah, <laughs> or it's like oh the ref's been paid off. Oh fuck off! No, no, oh. we're not doing this. Okay. We're not doing this. But- I think at SummerSlam, the build-up between Dean Ambrose and surprise challenger Dolph Ziggler was actually not that bad a booking. As in, the last episode of Dean of, of Dolph Ziggler trying to tell everyone that I need this, and then Dolph and then Dean Ambrose like I need this too, and then it's just full of interesting drama. And you know, as much as I never, I'm not really fond of Dolph Ziggler, and you know. Especially that line that screams sarcastic something something from a crappy movie, and it's like, aren't you? I was like, I think it's like Dean Ambrose saying that. It's like, Dean Ambrose, you were in twelve rounds. You were. Really you were kind of. <laughs> you were. You 12. were kind of worse. 
You were in 12 rounds three, for God's sake. And you were terrible. You were god awful in that piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, at least I would say for Countdown it was slightly better. Slightly. I think the only good thing about Countdown was seeing Rusev <laughs> with a fucking gun. No, <laughs> <laughs> and Kane, and Kane being so out of place, it's just so hilarious. I'm like, I'm too young for this shit. I'm getting too old and too not demonic for this shit. <laughs> oh, God. I, have you seen Kane now? He was at uh, with Big Show and Miz at, at, at Wall Street, and oh, my God, he actually has white hair now. Oh, God, I feel old I now. know. <laughs> We're all old. Oh, my God. We're old now. Damn it. Damn it. No. <laughs> Damn it. It's kind of Damn weird because... Cause it's kind of weird. Cause I grew up with Kane. I mean, Kane. It was has been around since I was like seven years old. You know, back Kane in the awesome, Kane was uh, Kane was an awesome demon, and Kane was an awesome demon gimmick. Well, he was great. Uh, but yeah, I don't want. I don't want to get sidetracked. I want to. I want to pick. Damn it. Uh I don't know who. I, I don't know who I want to pick. Cause I like I said, I was all for the draft. Cause I said. Guys like Ziggler need the draft because they're getting lost yep. in the shuffle. And oh my god, did they ever build this character up from the ground up and made it believable? Yeah, I know. And you know, they were he. And you know, the booking at SmackDown. Personally, I'm going to say it. Aside from the women's stuff, the the women's stuff and uh, Eva Marie, almost perfect. Almost. Oh, I just. Uh... I want Ziggler to win. I really do. I think he's Me paid his he's, he's paid his dues. He's been given crap over the years. He's been a, he's been he's like thirty six. You know, come on. I mean, pull the trigger on him. Come on. He's, yeah, he's, give him give him the give him the belt. We don't mind. We we actually like Dolph to win the belt. We're fine with that. Because I like I like Dolph. I really do. He's improved a lot over the years, and he's become his own guy and. I think Ambrose can, you know, if he's going to drop the belt to, to Ziggler, I'd be fine with it. Because, again, Ambrose is like, what, 30 years old? He's got his whole career ahead of him. So who's to say he's not going to win it back at some point? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, for the most part, I think, on my end, whoever wins, we're okay with it. If Dean Ambrose wins, we get more the reason to sort of have a conflicted feelings with Ambrose and more people will try to challenge him and all that shit. That, if Dolph wins, this is kind of going to be an interesting take on a diff, on a champion that is not, you know, an underdog. It's another underdog story, but, you know, it's a kind of okay sounding underdog because there's like a lot of good backup for that, I guess. So maybe if well, plus there... it's, it's SummerSlam. That, I mean, and if he wins it at SummerSlam in a big pay-per-view... God, that that would be just the most heartwarming shit ever. Yeah, it's gonna be so much feels, Abdullah. Feels. <laughs> Wrestling it gives you feels. <laughs> but yeah, whoever wins, I hope I hope it's a good. It's gonna be a good match. But on my uh, if if I have to choose Ziggler, I'm sorry. I, I think I, I the Ziggler thing. Zig- I want Ziggler to win because if he doesn't win, I'm gonna be heartbroken. I really am. I know. On my yeah, on my end, I yeah, maybe Ziggler will win. We believe in you. <laughs> okay. And finally, the match that everyone's been talking about. Everyone yes! is just Woo! crazy da-da, about this one. For the first time ever, Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. Ever. This is the first time they've ever uh, been in a ring together. Bye. <laughs> and... <laughs> 
Finn oh, Balor. <laughs> I will. Okay, it's gonna be hard because I think we're. It's gonna be obvious that who we're gonna pick. You're gonna pick Seth Rollins, and I'm gonna pick Finn Balor. There. We're we're gonna have a big argument over this. <laughs> I, Seth has to win because, like, I'm sorry, um, he's lost like three title shots in a week, in a single week, and he kind of needs this. He kind of needs to to bounce back. And and like I said, I mean, they built they're building him up to be the new Triple H. I'm sorry, I mean, he's the new Triple H. He's even wearing the goddamn gray uh, spandex now that Triple H used to wear back in the. Back in, 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 in like the late 90s. When Wait. He had the, what the long... I'll joke. I'll make a silly joke. Wasn't Bobby Roode the new Triple H? Uh. <laughs> 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 no, that's TNA's very version of Triple H. <laughs> I was being sorry. No, no, because the whole. That, I think because, you know, with um how they're handling um, Bobby Roode in NXT. <laughs> Triple H, bro. Triple H. <laughs> oh man i i mean and and again like he has to win this i mean he can't lose all these fucking matches he just can't i mean if you're gonna push this guy as the next you know big star of the company um and then you're gonna introduce a new and you're gonna introduce a new championship he has to win it i'm sorry he has to win it and don't complain when saying oh finn got buried and whatnot no fuck off he's still Finn no. got buried. I'm not he, saying anything about Finn getting buried. No, I'm, be saying, fine. I'm, I'm saying to all the Smarks who are going to cry when he loses, no. <laughs> just, just you know, no. He's not buried. It has Seth has to win it because, you know, his, his fucking... Um, he's had a bad month last month. I mean, he lost like, like three, three championship opportunities in a single month, in a single week. So he has to win this. He has all to. Right. And... All talk, right. a, talk about your prediction while I, t- while I take a sip. Alright, on my end, uh, I'm gonna say this now. The first episode on Raw post-brand split was... Tw- 60% of it was basically Ben Balor's magical birthday debut special. As in, the entire episode, they introduced Ben Balor super well. As in, we kind of get to know the normal Finn. The Finn that can kick your ass. The Finn that is that that knows his shit. He's fast. He's the new indie guy, and, you know, awkwardly enough, I've heard rumors, Finn's gonna be, probably gonna be the new face of WWE. They're gonna push this guy big. And, you know, as we listened to the last podcast, it's like, but we listened to the, the Talk is Jericho podcast with him and his return, it kind of felt like a, a little kid was living his dream, and it, it kind of felt more like a story of how a little kid, he loves wrestling, he wants to, he dreams of being in the WWE, and it felt so nice just to hear a little, to hear somebody love wrestling as much as he was, and that's why I was like, maybe if he win, maybe, maybe, yeah, Finn Balor winning the Universal Championship would be a little too fast and all that shit, but, but, you know, I think... I, I'm, I'm like you. Half of me, I also want Seth Rollins to win, okay? Half of me. Mostly because, like I said, Finn was too fast. Finn has a, has a gimmick that everyone really loves. And basically, it's a little too soon for him. And yeah. But the other part of me is like, if Finn wins something this quickly, this early, maybe they're, it's going to make everyone in WWE step up their game. As in, we get a guy who is like, oh my god, this guy, this new, new, new fag, he's, he's doing super well. We have to step up. We have to kick his ass. And 
that's the thing. I wanted him to win because he was basically the type of guy that you want to you want to beat. Okay, he seems like the type of guy that you want to beat and you want to try your best to be equal with. So, yeah. And yes, like I said, I will be on. I'll. I want to be on your side with the Seth Rollins thing. I want Seth to win because he hasn't won any three championships. And if Finn, if Seth wins, I don't really mind that because at least with Finn, I guess he's gonna have the club, and then they're going to have like some vengeance match against Seth, and that it would still be fine. As in maybe with both of them, they will have the best chemistry in the ring. But for me, I just thought Finn Balor would win because, you know, I just thought maybe it's going to be also like you. It's a feel-good moment for me, okay? For, like, the Dolph Ziggler thing, I guess. So, yeah. Reasons. <laughs> so, next, uh, then the next pay-per-view after this is, like, Backlash, and that's a, a SmackDown-exclusive pay-per-view. So, What's what happens on Raw now? I I don't know what's gonna happen. Are they gonna have their own pay per view next month, or is it just gonna be Smack that SmackDown pay per view? You think you think it's going to be like um September SmackDown, October Raw, November SmackDown, December Raw, or some shit? Because if they if they're gonna have like um you know brand split and all these pay per views, because I think WWE has way too much fucking pay per views and they need to cut back on them, but. If they're so gonna, much. if they're gonna do that, do a fucking uh, brand only exclusive pay per view. Why not? SmackDown is you know great, but you know they need they need a they need a better women's division and a better tag and tag titles. Yeah, but you know with the America Alpha thing, maybe there might do once again. America Alpha might be the type of. Uh, group that, you know, new guy on the top, everyone else has to step up, that type of shit, so. Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> so, wait, there's this one last thing that I think is going to be a match, uh, a match card in general. Who is going to, which brand is going to be the main event? The SmackDown one with Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler or Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins? Oh god, I would love to have the Ziggler versus uh, Ambrose match go on final because it's for the WWE World Championship and that title kind of needs to close the show. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> it could go either way. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I hope. But the card is actually really good. And, you know, as long as they put on a great, super awesome match, I would consider this way better than the WrestleMania 32 one. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, because they actually had time to actually build up these fucking feuds. <laughs> yeah, and hey, 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 maybe Finn, hey, Finn Balor's official um, demon debut will actually be kind of awesome, and not and not and not just make him make him look weird. Let him make him look weird, okay? Not just like, hi, I, I'm out of place. I'm 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 my demon form in, in a regular show. It's like, no, that that's that's that, you kind of broke the rules there, Finn. Why why are you doing this? Four hours, man, four hours! Yeah, that's crazy, where it's like, oh, God, four hours just to get into makeup and then scrub it off again. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, insane. So maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. And, you know, at, at least they kind of build it up, and the, car and, the, and the cards, for the most part, are actually really good. So let's hope SummerSlam will be a good one, and... 
prop and whoever wins maybe afterwards if we have the t- if we have and we still are on schedule involving this we seriously need to talk about SummerSlam after yeah I'm, after. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hopefully by Monday maybe maybe mm-hmm. Monday maybe Monday morning talk if if you're free then or or whenever I think I am so yeah but whenever um I am going to do a SummerSlam review episode because I'm not going to spend this much time talking about SummerSlam and then not talk about it when, you know, a month later, but whatever. Um, So, yeah, some, next episode's going to be a huge SummerSlam recap show and maybe... Ah, I'm not, I'm not going to... I'm sorry, I'm not going to watch NXT Brooklyn 2. I that just really does not interest me at all. It really doesn't. Yeah, I'll, I'll still watch it. I still watch it mostly because Shinsuke Nakamura and you know I want to see the TNA facts be weird. <laughs> <laughs> TNA facts be out of place in NXT. Dun, dun, dun. I I just know that Bobby Roode's gonna beat fucking Mexican Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> Mexican Godfather. <laughs> oh man. Oh well. And Amber Moon. I'm like, why didn't you just call her Athena? I mean, that's not a copyrighted name. That's 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 a fucking public domain name for Christ's sakes. Amber Moon looks like a character from more uh, from Mortal Kombat. She's basically Tanya pre ten. Yeah, she's she's fucking. I actually didn't. I actually looked her up, and goddamn, she's fucking ripped. <laughs> yeah, and apparently my friend told me that she can be at the type of character who can rival Asuka. Who knows? So, Maybe that's that's the next feud. Actually, that's not a bad feud. I'm 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 kind of interested with it. So maybe maybe after the whole based booker from SmackDown from NXT leaving and um all that stuff. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to pick up the pieces and try to be good. So let's hope it'll be good. NXT, please. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, that's that's it for now and we'll see you all later. Bye bye. Okay, bye bye. Sorry. <laughs>